Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to episode 49 of the CanadaFootballChat.com Recruiting Masters Podcast, brought to you by the CFC Insider. We're Katie and Clint, and you're listening to the number one place for all your football recruiting and prospect news across Canada. If you're listening to the show for the very first time, we're glad you're with us. This is part three of a four-part series where we've been introducing you to the newcomers of the latest edition of the CFC 150 Class of 2022 Prospect Rankings. You can find these rankings on the rankings menu on CanadaFootballChat.com with your gold CFC Insider Membership. You can check out all of our rankings. Uh, We've got the CFC 200 classes of 2020 and 2021, as well as the CFC 60 Sejep and Junior College rankings, the CFC 40 U Sports and NCAA rankings, and the CFC 10 Specialist rankings, which are your kickers and your punters and your long snappers. Clint, we've... um, We've been going over these newcomers for the past uh, couple of episodes, and you've kind of mentioned some general characteristics that you've noticed in this new class. Uh, do you want to just uh, reiterate about why these 44 kids are on here? Well, the list went from 100 to 150. There's uh, quite a few new kids. There's that. There's that piece. Uh, some of them did well at our combines and got on. Some of them just have uh, freaky measurables, whether it's heights and weights. Or it's like uh, actual combine scores. So yeah, there's a lot of new kids, a lot of new prospects on the list. Biggest thing that I've noticed though is a lot of the class of 2022 have their film up to date. However, there are a number of prospects who if we hadn't got our eyes on them ourselves or seen them or hadn't gotten really good test scores, they have not updated their film, which I would strongly suggest they update their film as soon as possible. Otherwise, they most likely will end up coming off the list because... Well, because the film is a part of our algorithm, right? Part of the algorithm. It gets them uh, basically a score, the level of competition they play against. So yeah, we th- want to see them that's also ads. another part of the score. Mm-hmm. So they really have to get that stuff up to speed. Um, we kind of give them the benefit of the doubt if they are really impressive physically and they test really well at our events. Uh, that will kind of get them in the ballpark. But there's a point where the film has to be updated. And there's prospects who don't come, who we see a little bit of them at, like, whatever event we've just we've seen them at. So that gets them ahead into it. But, like, the class of 2022 is, is one, as it goes through the process, it grows. So it starts off at 100, and it becomes 150, and then it goes 200. And then that's kind of where our lists settle in. Uh, however, if you're not updating your film, you'll... First of all, you'll probably come right off the list. Second of all, you don't just want to be on our list, but you want to be inside the, the top 100. You know, that way you're like, yeah, you can refer to yourself as a CFC 100, which people may think that carries weight or doesn't carry weight. At the end of the day, it does. So, yeah. So please, 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 all you grade 10s, because 22 would be 10s now, right? Yeah. You need to update your film, whether it's like... I don't care if you play community or high school or midget or whatever province you're from and or whatever they call it. And at this point, even seven on seven to an extent. Yeah, update your film. Uh, it's going to be a really good class, you could tell. 
there's a bunch of uh, like the top 15 or 20 for 2022 already have offers, like yeah. a lot of offers. And I think one of the, the linebacker, I think, is about to overtake the running back on our list. Edwin. Yeah. So like... Kalong, Kalongi? Yeah. Which takes me off onto another tangent point. <laughs> I am getting... Here, here we go. <laughs> getting so frustrated with like... People who are like, well, he's from Canada. Like, it's some mystical place from Lord of the Rings. I'm like, I've never heard of him before. It's like, yeah. dude, we've had him on our rankings for two years now. Yeah, we identified him like <laughs> two or three years ago. And it's like really frustrating in the sense that I have a contact in Canada. Do you realize Canada is bigger than your country? You have a contact in well, Canada. Well, geographically. Yeah. I know Rick from Toronto. Anyways... Like, there's so many kids, and I wish coaches would just make the effort. And, like, these people who write about prospects for, like, all these different entities, you probably don't even get paid to write for them. But anyways, like, stop saying that, oh, he's from Canada, or this or that, or I have a contact in Canada, or or I just found this kid. Or it's a diamond. It's a diamond. It is a good Good group of young kids. Yeah, 2022 will be awesome. There's a lot of length. What what? That's what I've been noticing, a lot of length. So we have, um, before we get into these seven prospects, a really good, uh, for those of you who are in your, you know, just entering into this recruiting process, you 2022s, we have a fantastic resource on our digital store on CanadaFootballChat.com. It's a recruiting guide. And basically what it is, if, if, if you're versed in any sort of strength conditioning world, uh, Clint has put together a periodized, basically, recruiting plan where he's taken the certain times of the year, uh, when to contact coaches, what, when, for more specifically for the NCAA, when they're allowed to contact you, um, things that you should be doing when your off-season um, portion of your, of your recruiting season should be taking place, when camp season is. Um, what other kinds of things have you put in that recruiting guide, Clint? It just explains everything. It explains, like, what time of the year be contacted when they might contact you what how you might contact them how to structure an email how to structure your twitter page how to structure your social media pages it has everything and it also explains like the funnel the recruiting funnel as i call it because a lot of people don't understand that like they don't understand what a mass email is they understand what that is but they don't understand simply how much that initial communication how many people it's been sent to and they don't know how to quantify what is legitimate interest and what is not legitimate interest. Or, you know, even as far as understanding when they do get legitimate interest, how do we even quantify that? Is, am I being contacted by uh, a GA, uh, a recruiting GA, a position coach, a coordinator, a head coach? So it, it kind of breaks down all that stuff. And it also breaks down the measurables of prospects. So... A lot of recruits don't have an understanding of uh, heights and weights and measurables and speeds and where they fit into that. Where they fit into that and yeah. just it, just how elite those prospects are that are at the very high end of it, and then how elite like your your numbers have to be or how you have to fit into the the cookie cutter or the puzzle itself. So it has all those things, stuff you may not think are important or you might not understand until you kind of wrap your head around it because most most prospects when they're younger they just think oh if I kind of like ball out or if I light it up I'm going to get recruited and to some extent that might be a little true but that's just a small small part of it mm -hmm. there's like the you know how tall how fast 
And then it's more of like the prospect piece, like how high is your ceiling? So that's kind of, yeah, it explains all this. Future potential plays into it, right? Yeah. And I mean, I had a conversation with one of the other coaches at New West, uh, Farhan Lauji. He talked about keys to go down when they were allowed and he would coach at the Washington Huskies camp. And he mentioned that he was down there and he was looking, he was coaching the receivers and there was like three or four kids who were unbelievable, like were making plays within the camp. And then there was another group of kids who were unbelievable prospects with unbelievable measurables who simply weren't making plays like those other kids. And, and he ranked them at the end of the camp and the coaches were like, the coaches basically were like, well, yeah, that guy's where he is right now, but these other guys are the ones we wanted you to look at because they have a ceiling that would be measurable to like a professional athlete. A higher one, yeah. So a lot of kids miss that. And, it, and it, not to take away from anybody's goals and or ambitions and or dreams, but uh, it just kind of breaks it down in, in pretty good detail exactly how the, the whole recruiting process works. Mm-hmm. So you can find that on CanadaFootballChat.com. I would encourage you to check that out. So the first uh, prospect we're going to be talking about is Gavin uh, Heyman. He's a defensive end, 6'6", 230 pounds. He's from Thunder Bay. Uh, goes to St. Pat's. Um, I mean, like we were just saying, he has got all the measurables. Uh, he was he was a participant in one of our first round combines, um, and he did uh, he did a pretty good job. Oh yeah. Well, the th- the thing that stuck out about him was his his length. Well, his size, yeah. Yeah, like he's gonna fill out the frame and then. Uh, if he maintains, if he works on his speed, so that was kind of my piece, but like six, six, 230 pounds and you're an end. Like for me, I would be right away. I would be without even looking at the film. I'd be like, Oh, that's interesting. And then you take it from there. Yeah, and then if you he, work with that, well, because like, say he's not a fantastic offensive lineman, six, six, two thirty to me means I can put another like 50 pounds on you, 60 pounds on you and turn you into an offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Because, like, his wingspan is ridiculous and his height and his length is just, you know, a lot of kids aren't built like that. So that's the stuff that stuck out to us about him. Yeah. And the next kid's a running back, Ethan Dolby. He's uh, from London, Ontario, goes to St. Joe's um, Catholic High School. He's a solid running back, uh, hits the hole pretty hard, I thought, and has pretty good balance. Yeah, the big thing that I always like about high school backs that always, one of the first things I look for is, like, the initial burst. So, like, when they hit the hole. Mm Mm-hmm. And then some backs just come downhill and they hit the hole. Mm -hmm. So they kind of have that figured out and they're into the secondary right away. And then they have the ability to actually pull away and break angles. So pull away from defenders and break angles on defenders who had the proper angle and most likely would have cut them off, but they just simply outrun them. So I love running backs who have burst and and he has burst and you can see him. He kind of like, he'll get through the, the front seven and then he starts to climb the ladder and he's, He's on the sideline, and then he just he busts angles. So, yeah, that's what kind of jumped out to me was his – you mentioned him hitting the hole. Uh, definitely he hits the hole hard, and then he has the burst. Well, and at 5'11", 175 pounds, I mean, he's pretty good size for running back. Oh, yeah, he'll so, fill out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From London? Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll be a, one of those kids who will probably, you know, just go to Western and become one of five <laughs> running backs who will be awesome at Western. <laughs> and our next prospect is Noah Miranda. He's from Quebec, um, goes to Loyola. He's an offensive tackle, 6'4", 285 pounds. Great frame. I mean, he's just nasty when you watch him. Um, just latches onto people. What do you like about him? 
Oh, he just has the right temperament. He seems like he's kind of like in a fist fight, street fight, mm-hmm. and he latches onto people. And I don't know if it's coaching or if he's just a real good technician, but like <laughs> he literally latches onto people and somehow. You thought lots of those were holding steering calls. wheels or hog ties <laughs> people to on the ground, but he never had any flags. Now, it, yeah, in part, it's it's part of some game tape that's associated with this highlight film. I get that. But like he was putting people down left, right, and center. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, some of them you're just like, how did he get away with that? And then there's other clips where he would simply like his punch, he would literally be working to the second level and he would stab somebody and they would launch through the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a couple other times where he hogtied and hip tossed somebody and you were just like, how did he do that? And then there's other clips where he just gets into people and creates like a massive run lane yeah. or just gets them moving downfield. So yeah, he may probably project more as a guard at the next level, but he did play left tackle on his high school team, which is something that we always look for. He's at 6'4", 285. He's a young guy, but maybe he'll get used to his frame and then he will go to CJF and have another three years to develop. So Our next prospect is Maximus Keller. He's a running back, 5'10", 165 pounds. Goes to Richview. He's uh, from Etobicoke in Ontario. He has an impressive 40, we thought, at our combine. Um, he's a solid athlete. What do you like about Maximus? Well, he's one of those kids <laughs> who needs to update film. He was somebody we saw at a combine who passed the eyeball test and then went on to prove that there are a fairly, uh, he ran a sub 4.8 and a 4, not a sub 4.7, but in the 4.7 range, uh, laser 40, which means he's pretty fast. And he also followed that up with some pretty solid test numbers. So that's where we kind of got on to and that's where we've seen him. So that's why he is on the list. Our next prospect is Cole Proven. He's a center, six foot two, 240 pounds out of Burlington, uh, goes to Clarkson. Um, he has a great first step, just locks onto people. Why do you like him? Uh, he kind of has that kind of like really good baby lineman traits that you're looking for. So yeah, you well, you saw how fast his first yeah, step was. Yeah, it was. It was really fast. So like, there was a couple of plays where the ball is snapped and he's getting off on the snap and actually getting to a point to, to either obviously block the defensive lineman or cut him off. And he kind of demonstrated that he has a really good first step quickness and he understands angles. So that kind of jumped out to me. Then he just kind of, from there, went on to show a couple of different aspects like uh, blocking, inline blocking, blocking at the next level, down blocking, and then he also demonstrated that he has a bit of a nasty streak to him when called for. And he put a couple of people on their back. So, yeah, he just kind of had all those really intriguing traits that you'll like to see in a young O-lineman. So he's 6'2", you're hoping he grows. He's 240, which means he doesn't have a bunch of bad weight, but he has a frame that can put on weight. And then beyond that, it's like, yeah, he's, he's physical, he's nasty, he's quick. He looks like he has an understanding of the game. Our next prospect is Evan Cordingly. He's a fullback, six feet, hundred and eighty pounds. Goes to uh, Brockville, looks like, but he plays with the Ottawa Sooners in the Spring League in Ontario. Uh, he looks like a good all-around athlete. I'm not really sure what position he'll end up at, um, but he just looks like he's a gamer. What do you like about Evan? Uh, just that he's like he he's probably going to project as a fullback, but he plays running back. He plays fullback. I think he might even play a little bit of receiver. He played defensively. He played as a rush end and an outside linebacker. You could tell he was probably the best kid on the field. On one of his teams, he's probably kind of more balanced out with the Sooners and the the OVFL and stuff. But in the, 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 the other team he was playing for, he was completely dominant. But he's a good prospect. You could tell he's a baller. 
He has a way of finding the end zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the early clips of his highlight when he was playing, I guess it might have been in Brockville because it didn't look like OVFL teams at that point. He simply was running through, around, over everyone. He sticks out. Yeah, he was yeah. just getting in the end zone over and over again. Yeah. So he's intriguing in, in, in that regard. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he grows and or evolves. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, yeah, we say fullback, but probably more accurately, he's a tweener. Mm-hmm. So built like uh, possibly like a fullback. Or he may even stay as a running back. I, I'm not quite sure. And then he even had a couple plays where he came off the edge as a defensive player and sacked the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Showing that he has like a knack for just playing multiple positions and he has closing speed. So, yeah, intriguing, interesting. And our next prospect is a teammate of his, also playing for the Ottawa Sooners, the quarterback, uh, Nico Harris. On Twitter, he goes by Nico Rico. Nico, the real Nico Rico. The real Nico Rico. <laughs> he's six feet, 160 pounds. Uh, he's a baller for sure, dynamic. Uh, he can make plays with his arm and his feet. What, what stuck out to you about Nico? Uh, a couple of things was, well, he looked kind of slender, but he was like chucking the wall. Like it was coming out he of his hand. It, yeah. He was dropping it into some tight spots on a few too. And then there was a couple other clips, one more specifically where he literally ran in the inside the pocket, made 10 people miss, <laughs> and then ran in between two tacklers and then took it down the right sideline into the end zone. <laughs> so he looked like a young Michael Vick. <laughs> Obviously, uh, yeah, that was super... That's we, quite a comparison. Well, that was an impressive play. That was probably one of the best QB scrambles I've seen all year. Because, oh, like, wow. literally, he stayed in the pocket, and then he dipped his shoulder, made somebody miss, stepped up in the pocket, and literally got chased and or flushed, and then ran out, escaped to the right. Two defenders had him, like, bracketed, and he ran through, and they both missed. And then he ran up the right sideline and put it in the end zone. So, like... Like a video game. Kind of like a video game, kind of like the guy from Laney College who was the upset receiver playing quarterback. Uh, when the <laughs> last chance you. Last chance you. The only touchdown that the uh, Laney whatevers <laughs> scored against Butte. Last chance you, man. Holy dysfunctional Let, football. Let's not get on to last chance Dysfunctional you. football. Come on, we love it. We've watched oh, this, Well, I've watched every season. This season's way better than the two You're previous. You're watching the seasons. Yeah. This, this one, yeah. The guy who coached the Kansas two seasons? He was a He was an embarrassment psycho. to coaching. Oh, he was a psycho. And then the guy from the South, he was just like was psycho. Too, he was too much. Too. Psycho Southern football coach. <laughs> so anyways. Anyway. One minute they're how like. How did we get onto this uh, topic? <laughs> one minute they're like, yeah, never mind. Okay, here we go. Let's go. What we got uh, next? Nico well, that, is the real deal in yes. my humble opinion. Yeah, and Nico, you were just compared to Michael Fick. Yeah, and obviously I'm going into the class of 2022 over the next few days because things need to get uh, arranged, sorted out, rearranged. Um, okay, so that's it for us today. <laughs> we hope that if you were a new listener, that uh, you do come back to our next episode. We usually don't cough, sneeze, and/or laugh this much during. However, it's been a very long week. But we hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. So be sure to follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, at Chat Football, Instagram, CFC underscore football, and YouTube. And don't forget to purchase, uh, we'll head off to that digital store and check out the great merchandise that we have in there. We've also got some gear, um, so you can check out t-shirts and hoodies and all that kind of stuff. This has been the Recruiting Masters podcast brought to you by the CFC Insider. Take care, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
the laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.